is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Julia Epiphany. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website at adultsitebroker.com. We've added some enhancements to the site, such as FAQs and a complete new platform. The look and feel of the new site are nice and up to date. The new site also has links to our marketplace and affiliate program. Plus, don't forget ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers the chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you the service for free. Visit ASBMarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or a buyer today. And of course, there's ASB Cash the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a profitable industry-recognized dating network with a unique channel for genuine female adult dating traffic. The company was launched in 2010. It was nominated Best Dating Program by XBiz in 2012 and AVN in 2013. They've generated nearly 200,000 profiles of real women to the dating network and continue to add approximately 5,500 new women each month through natural search results and unpaid link placement. These women have created sexy profiles and uploaded photos to attract men, and most have supplied a government-issued photo ID. These profiles can be imported into any dating or cam network. The network's traffic is 91% direct and 8% organic. Geo-targeting services run off MaxMind data. They've never marketed to their lists or members outside their own network or dating sites, so this is a huge opportunity for anyone interested in marketing similar dating offers or other adult content and services. Their main developer is available to continue as a contractor. Only $372,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Julia Epiphany. Julia, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, Julia was born in Canada with dual Spanish citizenship. Uh, She is a fierce feminist, trilingual, fluently in English, French, and Spanish, and boasts an athletic 5'11", tattooed 38D30, 36 figure, with a pierced left nipple and a pierced cock. Ouch. Uh, (laughs) She... (laughs) That sounds like it would hurt. Uh, She has a love for socializing, fine dining, fast cars, amateur photography, playing competitive badminton. And while doing porn, she continues to develop her career in IT and pioneering nanotechnology. 
Now, Julia's very first adult industry nomination after only a few months of camming was for Trans Cam Star of the Year at the Why Not Cam Awards. While in Hollywood to attend the awards, Julia was crowned by Cam 4 to be the August 2019 Cam 4 cover girl. And by the way, she was their first ever trans cover girl. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in December, Julia was fan voted nominee for two AVN fan awards, favorite trans porn star and favorite trans cam star. Then toward the very end of 2019, Julia received her first transgender, uh, transgender erotica award nomination for best non-US performer. A few months later in February 2020, she was a finalist for the Live Cam Awards as best trans live cam model, bringing the total nominations for Julia's first year in professional adult performance to five, which is amazing. Now in July, she earned her sixth nomination, being a finalist for the XBiz Cam Awards for the best trans cam model award. In September, she launched an official Epiphany online merchandise store. In October, she started offering financial dom- Nomination, custom videos for up to $100,000 for a five-minute order. How many of those have you sold? <laughs> That's a trade secret. I'm not going to get into that. Okay, okay. We won't. Okay. I'm just, just wondering. Now, sailing into her third year, Julia partnered with AIP Daily as a guest columnist, was honored by Cam4 as their Viewer's Choice Trans Broadcaster for North America for 2020, and has given interviews across the entire industry, and now on Adult Site Broker Talk, and we're very happy to have you. Now, um, what was it like to go from the world of tech into the world of porn? That's, that's a good question. I get asked that, uh, pretty frequently. Um, I mean, <clears throat> it was, a it was a big jump. Uh, I gotta say, you know, I, I'd spent many years, um, in the amateur, uh, sort of, uh, fetish, uh, world here in Montreal, we have a very vibrant, uh, fetish community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have every year or at least, uh, prior to uh, COVID, the uh, uh, Montreal Fetish Weekend uh, that uh, is, uh, I would say, even world-renowned. They have uh, people uh, fly in from, uh, you know, all over uh, Europe, uh, United States, uh, Hmm. Latin America. Yep. Um, And I participated uh, as just an amateur model, uh, you know, several, several times for uh, different uh, designers, uh, latex designers. In my private life, you know, in Montreal, we have uh, also a very vibrant uh, um, uh, culture here, very open, uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, sexually uh, in, in just like, uh, you know, embracing, um, you know, um, uh, pride, for instance, the gay pride. Mm-hmm. We have a huge uh, pride parade here every year. I'm um, from San so- Francisco. I know about pride parades. Yeah, for real, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, prior to uh, jumping into uh, professional adult entertainment, um, you know, I hadn't really uh, uh, engaged too much uh, with the uh, professional uh, community. I had an idea, you know, you get to mm-hmm. know some of the players, some of the names, but really being in front of the camera, uh, coming from basically the private sector or the private, uh, you know, where people kind of don't know who I am, you know, as a public figure or whatever. It was a big jump, and hmm. there's really nothing that can prepare you for that. So I got to say, um, getting in front of the ball, uh, making sure that uh, I kept um, you know all of my p's and q's uh, as lined up as I possibly could, 
uh, that was the biggest challenge. Um, you know, being a model, you know, be, you know, standing in front of the camera, you obviously you, you want to bring your A game, right? You don't mm-hmm. want to just like slouch and like do whatever. You want to really, you want to, you want to show off. You, you're showboating. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, like the, all of the the back end of it, like the administration, um, you know, content management. You know, as a techie. Uh, I dealt with a lot of that. Like I've worked with some very, very large organizations, you know, Fortune mm. 100s, Fortune 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked in the, uh, the video game industry, um, but always as an admin, you know, right? So like you're just managing these heaps and heaps and mounds and mounds of somebody else's data. Right. Um, but then on the flip side, now that's your data, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like your, your, it's your body, it's your you know, your entire persona, your, your reputation, you know, it's, it's who you are, who you love, you know, you got to nurture yourself, you got to protect yourself. What do you like to show? What do you like to emphasize? You know, what message are you sending? All that stuff. And, you know, looking at it from the technical perspective, um, you know, it, it, you know, it's just like, oh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, an MP4 file, you know, a few hours of MP4 file, but looking at it as, as a performer, it's like, Hey, that's like, five or six hours of some hard earned work. Yes. You know, so it really changes your perspective. It really makes you appreciate um, the industry uh, in a way that you, you would have no other way of appreciating it unless you've actually tried to do it in front of the camera. So um, that I have to say was really the biggest challenge uh, when I first uh, started, you know, pro work, um, you know, being a professional, you know, adult entertainer, marketing myself, uh, you know, in it, at the top, of the of the industry you know like really pushing that envelope and um and then you know as uh, in the in the backdrop of all of that uh you know is to make sure that uh, all of the rest of uh you know my my career path uh wasn't forgotten you know like um i mean people have a tendency of when they get into you know porn they say that you know i i switched careers or i changed careers and i really think that that does you know um a disservice to uh people like me who you know had uh, a very a successful career in another industry uh mm-hmm. prior to entering uh porn because it, it things are you know not necessarily mutually exclusive like there's you know a lot of overlap between the tech in my in my experience, the tech world and the porn world, like there's, there's so much there that you can still carry over. And as you read my introduction, you know, nanotechnology, I, you know, I don't want to get too far uh, out into the left field there to borrow a uh, baseball term. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you like that, huh? Um, I did. uh but you know nanotechnology um also works into that because you know it's the future of material design it's the future Mm -hmm. of um you know uh building uh you know an interconnected world where networking and media and you know things like uh encryption and things like rights management and things like you know crypto i mean crypto is not per se, derivative of nanotechnology. But in order to drive that industry, in order to, you know, feed into this demand that crypto is, I suppose, maybe famous or infamously known for, uh, you need some really, really, uh, you know, increasingly demanding uh, raw computing power. And the only way to get there is to drill deeper into the technical uh, well that is, you know, 
chip production that is mm -hmm. efficient, you know, uh, computing power. And that's nanotechnology, you know, and then quantum computing and all that stuff, the next generations that, you know, you and I probably won't be around to see the fruits of, but eventually it'll get there. And erotica will be, it will be absolutely in the front, uh, in the front row. Like it's, you know, humanity, you know, we need erotica just it just for our own well-being our own mental health you know nobody wants to admit it to themselves we're all like in the shadows sort of like hush hush <laughs> except for the, the really like the brave that you know understand the importance of erotica in the adult industry <clears throat> but the truth is you know erotica you know sex that will be with humanity for as long as humanity exists you know oh, like sure you, you'll never Exactly. Right. You'll never get to the point where it's just, you know, okay, shake your hands. All right. You're pregnant. Like it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, exactly. So it, it's it, uh, me too. There you go. I, you know, I hope not. And <clears throat> embracing our sexualities and exploring the unknown. You know, that's the kind of thing that, you know, I, I really um, look forward to. And I'm trying to uh, sort of appeal to the, the, the larger audience. You know, as far as, you know, my brand, you know, that's my name, Julia Epiphany, you know, the orgasm of the mind. Um, it's just sort of like tr trying to like open up our our view of, you know, what is possible in erotica and what, you know, people can find attractive, stimulating uh, mm -hmm. and, and always, of course, like, you know, safely doing it safely, doing it in a way that, you know, uh, that it, in a legal way that, you know, you know, abiding by people's, uh, you know, expectations of, of, of like, uh, 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 consideration, obviously consent is a huge, huge part of that. Of course. Um, you know, different areas of the world have different, you know, perspectives on what they think is erotic or, or, or not. So you, you have to try to respect that as much as you can. Right. So, mm -hmm. so that's, this is that's the whole sort of like package of, of what is, you know, Julia Epiphany and how I'm trying to bring, you know, my tech knowledge and the, the perspectives of, of technology. Like, you know, in the in the tech world, you know, this is the GDPR, which was huge, huge, huge mm -hmm. um, that, you know, the whole world sort of had to wrap their head around, you know, protection of privacy. You yeah. know, there's things like HIPAA, which in the United States is huge. Well, all that factors in very similarly to porn of course right like all of that a lot of that logic still applies and if you don't have firsthand knowledge of the implications of all that stuff you know in the tech world and how deep those topics go you wouldn't necessarily be able to like make that you know parallel in porn right and i sure. i i have firsthand knowledge so i i'm, I'm happy to share that and i i really i enjoy sort of, um, you know, uh, chewing the fat, no, mm -hmm. no pun intended, on, on, on all of those topics and really kind of hashing it out and seeing how all that stuff, you know, affects the adult industry. Sure, sure. Now, you didn't make it physically this year, but how did you enjoy the uh, Why Not Awards when you uh, attended? I thought they were fantastic. Um, you know, the uh, kudos uh, to Jay and Connor yes. uh, for uh, to sticking to sticking through it. Uh, uh, you know, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, we, we really on the daily sort of, we make light of the, uh, pandemic. We're like, oh, geez, you know, another, another, um, <clears throat> vaccine, uh, you know, third shot or I mean, how many times am I push pin cushion, all this stuff. Historically though, you know, pandemics of this, uh, of this scale only happen once every hundred years. So yeah. that's what these guys, are, that's what these guys are up against. You know, they're, they're putting on a show, Yeah. you know, they're putting their entire 
you know, their professional reputation on the line to put on a show to the best of their abilities in the middle of a pandemic. You know, last year it wasn't possible. Right. Uh, I don't know. How, I know that there was some marketing. I don't know how far into that they got. Um, you know, I, I, I don't uh, keep track of Jay and Connor's progress as uh, as business people. And, you know, that's out of respect for them. I don't, I don't want to keep tabs on people. I don't think that's respectful. Um, <clears throat> but I think last year it kind of was a bit, uh, you know, it kind of, uh, if it, wasn't as successful as it might have been. Um, I don't know if it was outright canceled. Again, forgive me, Jay and Connor, uh, if I got some of the facts wrong there. <laughs> um, but this year, you know, I really felt like they they really tried to sort of like kickstart it, and uh, I think they really did a, a really great job. Even yeah, absolutely, you know, it, it was not ideal conditions, you know, and and they I, I think they should be commended for that because you know they've both been in the business for you know a few decades. And yeah, you know, I personally, me, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, I wouldn't know yeah. where to start. Yeah, I would not want to you be know? a show promoter or hotel owner or a lot of things these days. I was just exactly. thinking about that today. Exactly. Being so out, tough. Oh, being out here in Thailand, I'm thinking about the poor bar owners and restaurant owners and all the people oh, who yeah. keep getting put out of work. I mean, it's just it's just horrendous. Um, Absolutely. how long do you think you'll keep performing for the camera? As long as I can really, um, uh, you know, I, I'm here on your show as Julia Epiphany, uh, you know, as a, as a model, uh, as what we call talent in the industry. I'm not shy about my age. You know, I got started, uh, I was 43 when I, um, when I did my first shoot, hmm. uh, that was with, with Groovy. Yep. You're young. I'm 46. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm 46 now. And I know, you know, it's, it's pretty unusual for people to start this late. Um, I do have a few years, uh, I won't say decades, plural. I think it's a bit of a stretch, although I did do sort of like, you know, um, a bit of a, uh, an erotic, uh, shoot, uh, very, very experimental in the late nineties. Um, hmm. you know, I wore a half harness This is well before my transition. Uh, but really as far as like being a model goes, I've only had about a, a decade of experience. <clears throat> and only a couple of well, three years now in the adult industry professionally. Um, but, uh, you know, how far into the future will that go? Uh, you know, I, I can just cross my fingers, you know, because it really is a huge passion of mine and there sure. isn't really, a, you know, I would, I, I would argue, and I think there's a few celebrities out there who would agree with me that there isn't really an age that you sort of like, you know, you can't perform anymore. I mean, Dolly Parton was um, recently quoted as saying she'd shoot again for, uh, for Playboy if she had the opportunity and God bless her really, because she's an amazing, amazing woman. And I have so much respect for her. She is. Absolutely. And she was one of the pioneers too. Right. And look how much she's done in her career. Absolutely. Um, Really amazing, uh, amazing woman. So, you know, I mean, God willing, as long as I could, uh, as long as I've got strength in my bones, put it that way. Now you mentioned you mentioned Groovy, and since uh, I've tried kicking and stream, screaming to get Steve on my uh, podcast, but I can't. He's just way too shy. Um, yeah, right. Um, how do you enjoy working with that organization? I owe them a lot. Um, they gave me my break. Hmm. Uh, you know, they shot with me in 2019. They shot with me uh, five times. Uh, five uh, different uh, scenes were released. Uh, four of them were with um, a Canada Tea Girl, their their uh, uh, Canadian brand, mm-hmm. and one for the Groovy Girl 
their their main brand. Right. Um, and I love all of the shots, uh, every single last one. The video's amazing. I work. I loved working with uh, the the, uh, the producer, uh, V Soho. Um, you know, I, I connected with him. Uh, we met up uh, very very uh, briefly in the summer. Uh, so you could pass me my uh, my courtesy DVD. Um, I'm on two DVDs now. Um, nice. Thank you. Uh, the first one was uh, Northern Nymphs number two, um, <clears throat> where I was uh, showcased on the spine and on the back. I didn't make the cover of that, but still putting me on the spine, I was uh, really humbled um, cool. by that. Yeah. Uh, and then this last one, Northern Nymphs number four, which was uh, released in the summer, uh, they put me on the cover. Uh, with Sweet. Three- Thank you. Thank you. With three other models. Uh, I think the, uh, the DVD has a total of six models. Four of us are on the cover hmm. and, uh, it's, um, I, uh, I can only speak for myself. Uh, but, uh, it really is, uh, it was a tremendous, uh, um, to, to, to see myself on that cover and my fans also absolutely love it. Um, and I'm just, uh, you know, I would, I would love to be able to, um, continue doing business with Groovy uh, in some way or another, you know, and it's, like I said, it's a really competitive industry, you know, not a lot of girls uh, or women. I, I really should probably use the proper term, you know, everybody likes to say girls, mm-hmm. uh, but at my age, you know, in, uh, <laughs> you know, a woman is, is probably, you know, the best, most, most accurate way of describing myself, you know, across the board. Sure. Uh, I am trans. Um, but you know, I I I really don't feel like I I fit the the milf category. Uh, you know, I mentioned that before, and I know that they do milf. But you know, I I'm such a performer. I feel like um uh like milf would kind of kind of uh, it would uh, put me uh kind of uh, off to the side a little. I I feel like pigeonhole you, sure. A little bit, yeah. And um, I'm not uh I'm not sure um how what you know the direction for that or how that will evolve for me and. I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I'll be able to continue shooting with uh, some really awesome talent. Now, now talk about what Groovy's done uh, for the whole trans market. That's a good question. You know, the teas are coming up, um, which is uh, yes, the Trans Erotical Awards. They were mm-hmm. renamed. It was it used to be Transgender Erotical Awards. Now they're just simply Trans Erotical Awards. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm uh, campaigning. Actually, the uh, last day of uh, campaigning is coming up. Uh, in a few days. I don't know when this uh, episode will be released, but uh, I'll try well after. To, uh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> okay. Year. That's okay. No, not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to sort of like constrain um, anybody, but uh, if I get uh, nominated uh, for uh, the tease, you know, it'll be my, uh, my second uh, nomination for them. Just the fact that, you know, Groovy um, is uh, so involved in the tease and they have, uh, you know, promoted the tease um, and the trans, uh, you know, uh, uh, porn industry uh, for so long really is a testament to their, um, to the devotion to, uh, to trans, uh, trans people and trans erotica. And, you know, I think that, you know, um, it's, I mean, porn is always going to be contentious, uh, no matter, uh, you know, who, uh, who talks about it, like you wind back the clock in 1970s. I mean, all the same arguments, you know, were around back then, um, you know, and then, you know, that's like the gay scene, you know, gay male erotica was like, you know, back room type stuff, you know, nobody wanted to see it. Right. Um, and then, you know, slowly became accepted. It's like, Hey, what, you know, why are we treating these people like that? They, you know, we should, you know, there's a lot of people out there that really like, you know, gay porn, 
no, not just gay men. Like there's like straight women that just love gay porn. And, you know, it's like, what's wrong with that? You know, like there's people loving each other and, and it's the same hey. thing for trans, you know, it's like nothing wrong with that. Have, right. Exactly. And th- there's stuff that some people like that other people don't like, and it's okay. Well then just don't watch it then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just, it's that simple. Yep. You know, I, I agree, <laughs> but I, I, I personally think, and I've known, I've known Steven since he started really shortly after he started Groovy back to when he had a business partner and, uh, back in the day. And what I've seen, the development I've seen of Groovy, I think really parallels, uh, the development of the whole, uh, acceptance of trans people. And I, I just think what they've done there has been just incredible. And uh, my hats, I take my hat off on a regular basis to, to what's been done and, and how they've, um, you know, helped uh, the, the trans porn market uh, in a huge For sure. way. Yeah. For so sure. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that you've, uh, you've been able to shoot with them. So, so what inspires you, Julia? Across the board, you know, I get inspired by a lot of things. You know, I, I you know, this podcast is I, I'm here as Julia Epiphany. You know, as as a performer, you know, what inspires me, uh, um, you know, I, I like seeing other performers succeed. Sure. Even beyond, uh, you know, my my work as a performer, just in general in life, it's very inspiring to see uh, people succeed in life. But the the, the adult industry is uh, is is really tough on talent, and uh, people kind of just get chewed up seeing people um really uh, uh uh tough it out um you know love themselves uh, embrace uh you know their success um uh, there's so much humanity in uh you know the porn industry um that we, we don't get a chance to really see because you know we we just you know tits and ass and dick and you know everything like that <laughs> um you know you don't sit back at you know at the end of the porn you know with uh with the towel on or whatever and be like I like this uh, philosophical uh, debate that this person had, you know, they, that's not, that's not the first thought that comes into mind, but right. everybody, all, you know, every last performer, we all have our own lives, our own perspective of life, mm-hmm. um, you know, our own dreams, our own aspirations. And sure. you, you don't, you don't see that, you know, on the screen. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you do when you're a performer and you follow all these people, you know, on Twitter, or, uh, you know, s- social media in general, listen to their podcasts or, you know, interviews or whatever, and seeing, seeing people, you know, reach their dreams and really sort of embrace their, their, the, the things that they wanted to, to see happen. Um, it doesn't make sense, not embrace them, but rather sort of, uh, see, see the things that they want to have happen Mm -hmm. actually come together. You know, I think that that's, it's really inspiring and it's, it, it gives, uh, you know, hope in, in a whole different, uh, uh, way in a whole different context <clears throat> that uh, you don't get to see very very frequently. So, yeah. so who inspires you? That's a, that's a big question. Like, mm-hmm. there's different ways you can see uh, pornography. Um, you know, you could you could see us all, uh, you know, as as sex workers. Um, you know, different flavors of sex workers. You can also see us as actors and actresses. You know, you mentioned you're in Thailand. You mm-hmm. know, if, if we if we really uh, you know, uh, uh, fan out uh, what it means to be an actor or an actress. Um, in a, way early in my transition, um, there is a Thai um, public figure, uh, very very well known, by the name of uh, Non Tung. Okay. 
Um, she's transgender mm. and, uh, she, um, she became an actress, uh, but she started her career, um, as a, uh, as a Mai Tai boxer. Hmm. I'm and sure my wife probably knows who prior she to is. her transition. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's very well known. She's, she became an actress. I think I've heard, um, I've heard now, the name. How does this so. relate to, oh, uh, without a doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, she, she's a huge success story, national okay. treasure, basically. Mm-hmm. She's had movies, beautiful boxers, the movie, if I'm not mistaken of her life. Yeah. It sounds and, familiar. Yeah. Her story is, uh, is really inspiring. Um, I mean, I'm inspired by many, many people, you know, Stephen Hawking, you know, across the board, but like just to focus on the adult industry, um, you know, uh, as an actress, I I don't know if she did any uh, erotica or porn. I know in Thailand, uh, you know, the trans um, community uh, is very often associated with the sex industry. Um, And, you know, uh, I don't know if Nantun did. uh, So, uh, you know, forgive me if uh, if I've if I've made well, that association. Well, porn is kind of hard to do here, considering the laws. Right. I, I I'm not familiar with that, but it. I, uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot easier to get by with prostitution than it is with porn. If you get caught with porn, you go to prison. If you get caught with prostitution, you generally get a slap on the hand, just to kind of let you I know see. how it is out here. Got it. Well, uh, either way, I, I don't know if uh, Nantun ever did prostitution or was an escort, but as uh, an actress, uh, you know, the, the inspiration of her life, she, she is on record as having uh, 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 confirmed that uh, she, she became a Mai Tai boxer to pay for her surgeries. Mm. So she, yeah, she, she was a national champion, Mai Tai boxer. Wow. Um, yep. And, uh, she, um, after she, she left the sport, uh, she, she transitioned. So it's like, she, you know, she fought, she fought for her whole career as, as, a, as, a, as, and, and Mai Tai, I mean, everybody, you know, hmm. knows how, how difficult and how, yeah. um, how demanding a sport it is Ooh, big and time. how, how uh, yeah, it's uh, and br- how brutal it is. Yeah, they used but- to have they used to have a, a mai tai uh, gym in a condo uh, building where we owned a condo in Bangkok. So I got a a lot of uh, I got I was able to look at the training and things like that. They work hard. Yeah, they they do, but it's also a very uh, closely guarded traditional sport. Mm-hmm. Is the other thing, and it's typically very uh, masculine. So yes. to have this fighter who was a national champion then transition was a really, really, really big deal. Sure, and you know, for me, seeing knowing her story, this is years. I've I discovered her years before I started my transition, and way 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 before I ever thought of even getting into porn. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know she she's she, it, it, I find her story so inspiring. And, it is you know the, that she became an actress and mm-hmm. films were made uh, with her in it, um, and also movies were made about her. You know, for me, you know, in Thailand, of course, where you know uh, a transgender um, the the transgender culture is is so well known and so oh, sure. um, recognized globally, really. Yeah. Um, I thought was I, uh, I live in Pattaya. It's uh, it's very commonplace, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you know, for me, I'm you know I play competitive badminton, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a martial sport, uh, but it there are a lot of parallels there. It's very fast paced and very hard on the body. And you know, I attribute uh, 
uh, my my good physique now to having played it for many years. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not by any means a national champion, nowhere near it. You know, regionally, ba- maybe on a good day. Um, <laughs> but you know, I just uh, you know, as an as as a uh, as a porn performer, as an adult uh, actress, you know, my my persona, the Julia Epiphany you know, sort of like person, um, that I, I, I hold very dear to my heart. Um, you know, it's still, it's, it's, it is, uh, 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 an entity that, you know, I, I manage as, um, as an actress. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I try to make that as clear as I can to all my fans because, you know, there's, you know, people, there's a, a lot of, uh, requests and, uh, um, you know, people are under the impression that, you know, they can sort of just call me up for a day type stuff. And <laughs> I have to make that very clear, you know, because it, you know, I mean, I guess I'm not the only one by any means. I, I'm sure, oh, sure people ask for that kind of stuff all the time. And, you know, I have to men's, you know, try uh, and emphasize. Yeah, men's, you know, men's fantasies tend to run wild. That's the thing. But that's that's sort of what you're selling, right? It's, it's Hollywood. It's, what, it's, it's like, what you're selling, but it can also cause problems. That's right. That's right. That's why it's such it's such a delicate uh, topic. It's so it's so difficult to navigate. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're actresses, or many of us are actresses, mm-hmm. and you know, in that sense, um, there's a lot of actors and actresses out there that I really look up to. Some that started in porn, and others uh, that had, did not, and they found their own life path. And you know, I find those types of stories really, um, really uh, um, inspiring for sure. Absolutely. Um, what do you love the most about the adult industry? That's a good question. Um, I know I, I, I would say, it. you know, our, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess our the constant, uh, appetite for, um, sort of a new, a different spin on a, uh, on a recurring theme, um, <clears throat> or altogether new themes. You know, like things that uh, people, um, you know, have uh, have have sort of recreating a look or recreating a style in a modern uh, or, or postmodern or futuristic um, uh, context. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I love how that that there's a lot of inspiration there. Uh, there's a lot of um, uh, uh, sort of creativity. You know, the cosplay. Uh, I think that that's fantastic. I don't. I can't mm-hmm. cosplay. I mean, I've, I've I've never really put a lot of effort into it, but I see some of the cosplayers out there and the effort that they put into uh, their shows, and it's really amazing. It's it's really uh, fantastic, sure. and that's just it's just one small segment of uh, you know the industry that is so incredibly creative. You know, um, mm-hmm. I really uh, I think that there's um, a lot to be said about um, the um, performers that. Um, are, are uh, you know, uh, put so much on the line uh, to push boundaries and do it, um, you know, in a way that just, it, it, you know, you can't help but just like, you know, be mesmerized by their, their, um, their stamina, you know, sure. mental stamina and physical stamina. It's just uh, phenomenal, really. And it's you know, some, some smaller uh, performers, like the, their brands that aren't as uh, well known, maybe as well as the really, really big stars, like, you know, with the hundreds of thousands of followers, you know, it's, it's across the board, you know, creativity, you know, beyond all the politics, creativity is something that you can, you could sort of like zero in on and be like, wow, this person just, they, they've, 
they love who they are or they they love you know um developing their you know their their brand or or, mm-hmm. or connecting with their fans or you know just you know living life it's uh, I, I really like that about the industry sure um do you really want to be the first porn star to shoot a scene in space <laughs> yeah okay i do i um why i mean you know about, what was it, a month ago uh you know william shatner uh um, yes was uh, you know he's the first uh i, I think uh uh is not octogenarian he's 90 so uh noventenarian anyway um you know, he, he, uh, he was in space. He had turned, he attained, uh, um, I, I, I don't remember what the, uh, the minimum yeah. is. Yeah. Right. Exactly. For 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's 90 and, you know, if we all, uh, you know, look back, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek as a, uh, as a series also pioneered some really, really, uh, important, uh, you know, perspectives that, you know, persist even today. I mean, there's sure. still new, uh, the Star Trek uh, episodes, you know, with uh, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart uh, playing uh, uh, Captain Picard, you know, uh, so many Jerry Ryan, uh, who's come back also, who I totally have a huge uh, crush on. Um, <laughs> you know, it, William Shatner, uh, who's also from Montreal, by the way. Uh, there you <clears> go. Yeah, little little name drop there. Indeed. Um, he, love him or hate him, uh, he, he really pushed the boundaries uh, on that show. And this is before the first moon landing, right? So this is the sixties mm-hmm. yep. uh, that Star Trek start, was released. And then the moon landing was uh, 69. Sounds right. You know, the first interracial click kiss was on that show on TV mm-hmm. between, mm-hmm. between Uhura and, uh, and, and uh, Shatner, if I'm not mistaken, gosh, I hope I got that right. Um, you know, they, they broke a lot of barriers and yes. um, you know, and come full circle, you know, here he is in outer space. You know, and if if you know the, the space programs are interested in in exploring, you know, space, you know, somebody's somebody's going to be the first porn star in space. Somebody's going to f- shoot the first, <laughs> you know, scene in space. It's gonna it's gonna be somebody, right? You know, I'm 46. You know, I, I have a very strong technical background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that uh, G forces to uh, to beat the gravity or it can be pretty intense. So I, I you know, my implants uh, might have to come out or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I mean, if there's any, if there's a hat to throw my name into, I'm, I'm throwing it in. There you go. You know, I mean, uh, pick me. Why not? Like, hopefully, uh, hopefully I think uh, would... Jeff Bezos is listening. Um, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> so, um, why do you describe yourself as mostly lesbian? It would be, uh, inaccurate for me to say that I'm just lesbian period. Um, you know, I've, in my private life, I, I've, I've been intimate with uh, a few different men on, on different occasions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not that I, 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 I dislike uh, being with men. There are some lesbians that really just don't like men at all. I've um, heard I, that. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. And I mean, yeah, the, you know, the, there's this term like gold star lesbian, you know, a woman that has never slept with a man. Um, and I, you know, I, I respect people that, uh, that feel that they need to identify that way. And there's no, pro- there's no problem with that. You know, the, you know, recently, uh, there's a, uh, a huge, uh, uh, you know, a lot of controversy surrounding a BBC article, uh, about, uh, you know, trans women, you know, coercing, you know, lesbian performance performers, uh, mm. to have scenes with them. And I, you know, I, it, it, yeah, it was a really big deal. It's still going around. 
<clears throat> hopefully when this uh, podcast airs, it'll have uh, get, gotten sorted out. You know, I, I feel very strongly about that. And, you know, I don't want to perform um, with, uh, with women that, that don't, um, that don't want to, obviously, you know, it has to be, it has to be copacetic, has to be mutual. Of course. Of and, course. you know, by that same token, I would feel the same way about men. You know, I don't want to have some guy come up to me and be like, oh, you're not a woman until, you know, but at the same time, sure. you know, I've had some, I've had some really nice interactions with some really great guys. Yeah. You know, I prefer women, you know, I much prefer the company of women. I much prefer being intimate with women, but you know, it would be, it would be, um, unjust or unfair of me to say like, you know, you know, no man ha- has ever, you know, been nice or whatever, because there have been. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I had the opportunity to perform, uh, with a, with a man, uh, in a scene, it might not be my first pick. I would certainly, you know, want to do my first scenes with women. Um, but if there was like a threesome scene or like an orgy or something like that, or maybe further down the line when I've, you know, had the opportunity to shoot with, with women, uh, if there was a scene that came up with, with a guy, you know, I, I definitely might consider it. And I, I want that to be, you know, the, to, to put that out there, you know, for whoever is listening to the podcast or um, I think mm-hmm. it's, you know, I, I, I just think uh, it needed to be, uh, you know, cleared up basically. Okay. So what sort of porn do you like and, and what are your kinks? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I love, um, I love like uh, uh, snow bunny uh, porn. Uh, I think it's so hot. Snow um, bunny porn. Okay. You got to tell yeah, me what that is. So, I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, interracial porn, you know, uh-huh. you have a, a, a big uh, a black bull is, uh, is how they're known with the snow bunny. Um, mm. I think that's super, super hot. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's, it's straight sex. Uh, so it's, it's, it's almost always a, a, a male uh, a black guy with a, a, a white uh, a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- th- I think what really turns me on about it um, is the passion that they have for each other. You know, like they really connect. There's this like this, this like yearning. There's this like this like deep, deep sort of uh, connection that mm-hmm. I feel I, I, I empathize uh, uh, with um, because I feel the same way about, you know, a mistress um, if I were to perform with, uh, you know, a demanding quote unquote demanding mistress, something like that. And I'd be her trophy wife, you know, that sort of like connection mm-hmm. is something that really, uh, really sort of like speaks to me. Um, that really turns me on. I really like that. Um, you know, orgies also, I think that's super hot. Um, mm. you know, threesomes and it was, there's a long list, but, um, you know, <laughs> I, I also personally, I, I like, you know, um, extreme anal, um, for myself, that is, I, uh, I think that's a, uh, um, there's a, uh, uh, I don't know, a special sort of, uh, desire or hunger, uh, in me for some reason, um, about that. And I just, uh, I can't get enough of it. Those are a couple of things that really, um, that kind of, I find myself going back to recurring mm-hmm. themes. Okay. Now, will we ever see an autobiography or a memoir from you? That's a good question. That uh, my one of my fans actually recently uh, offered to do my memoirs, um, and nice. I think that yeah, I thought that that was so touching. I was like, wow, I I never thought of that, you know. And I'm like, geez, I mean, I guess I got to start thinking that way, you know. Or sure. I I don't know. I mean, I would love to. Sounds like I it just, would be very interesting. I thank you. I I would try to make it interesting. I would try to sort of like keep it as concise as possible because I've you know I mean. 
and I've had a lot of adventures in my life, not to say everybody else hasn't, but I, you know, <laughs> I'm pushing 50 at this point and you know, I'd, I'd like to sort of like be able to sum it all up in some way that, you know, could, could offer future generations mm-hmm. some, uh, some, some, uh, uh, inspiration or sort of, sure. uh, you know, something to uh, draw from. Do you uh, know, uh, do you know Coral and Jewel? I'm uh, not, I can't say that I do. Yeah, you too. I should, I should connect you too. Cause she's, she just, uh, I think she just finished her second book and that's somebody you should definitely get to get to know. She's, uh, wow. she's, and she, she also started, uh, into porn later in life. So, uh, yeah, I think you guys would, you guys would hit it off really good. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, sure. It sounds, uh, I mean, I, I, I trust you. You're really down to earth or at least, uh, that's Thank my you. impression so far. I and, try. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to put us in touch, I would love to. I will. I will. She's, she's been on the podcast twice. So, okay. uh, yeah, I don't have repeat people unless they're very interesting and very popular and oh, uh, got she's, it. Def- okay. she's I- definitely got it going on. So Me- message received, I guess then. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it was mm-hmm. nice to know you, Bruce. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you like to do for fun? I mean, I love badminton. I think it's a great sport. You know, I'm in, sorry. Um, oh, badminton. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In Western culture, you know, in, in the Americas, uh, it has bad rap sort of, uh, you know, it's, uh, kind of, they, they, people are criticized for sort of like being wimpy and all this business. Hmm. Um, but you know, I, 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 uh, I have a very, very, uh, a deep respect for badminton. It's kind of a cross, you know, beach badminton and competitive badminton are very, very different. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, biking to the corner store versus, uh, competitive cycling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the same, it's a bicycle. Okay. But you know, it's very, very different demand on the body. And, um, you know, in Asia, badminton is, uh, is very, um, renowned or, mm-hmm. or uh, with a high regard, high esteem in Europe too. Uh, I think the Americas, uh, you know, we owe it to ourselves to sort of like step up a little, uh, in that mm-hmm. arena. We, we, we are competitive to a certain degree, but not nearly like they are in basically the rest of the world. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a cross between fencing and, and gymnastics. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's very, very fast. It's the fastest racket sport. Oh yeah. Sort of, uh, they clock smashes at something like, uh, 200 or 200 plus uh, kilometers per hour. Yeah. I watched, uh, I watched a bit of it in the Olympics and it was, it was uh, very good. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's really great fun. I love to play it. It's, uh, it's been a lifelong passion. I, I hopefully, you know, when COVID, uh, lifts, I had a, uh, a uh, co uh, co co player coéquipier co- in French. Mm-hmm. Um, a te- I don't want to say teammate because we weren't on the same team per se, but someone who would uh, who play at uh, a, a, a a gym recently reached out to me asking if I'd found a new place to play at, and I, I, hmm. I unfortunately I haven't because you know COVID is just it's still yeah. affecting uh, all public spaces in that sense, and I, I would love to get back on the courts. I bet. Um, but you know, other than that, what do I like doing? I, I mean, I like going on bike rides, I like watching TV, watching movies, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, uh, I read a lot online, you know, I keep my technical skills sharp. I also play video games. Uh, you know, I play Fortnite uh, for crying out loud. It's just, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's one of the most popular, you know, 300 million players worldwide or, or something like that, something crazy like that. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So, you know, I do that too. I try to, I try to keep, uh, keep things uh, diverse. Very good. Well, hey, Julia, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk, and I hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon. 
It was a real pleasure, Bruce. You're a really f- fantastic host, and I hope you. I hope I get to uh, enjoy another uh, another podcast episode at some point. So feel free at any time. I look forward to it. My broker tip today is part one of how to buy a site. The first question to ask yourself is what kind of site would you like to buy? Would you like a tube site, a cam site, a dating site, a membership site, a social media site, or something else? If you want to buy a membership site, what type of site do you want and what niche? There are literally hundreds of niches and many sub-niches. For instance, let's say you want to buy a gay site. Under gay, there's bears or mature, bareback, Asian, Latino, amateur, bi, black, euro, and fetish, along with many fetishes under that classification. Plus, there's hardcore jocks, porn stars, solo, trans, twinks, and uniforms. Straight has even more sub-niches. I can't tell you how many people contact me and just say, I want to buy a site, or I want to buy a porn site. I need more information than that. How you make this decision should be based on these factors. What interests you? What you enjoyed should definitely play a part in what you buy. If you like men and want to make money on a straight site, that's probably a really bad idea. Same thing if you're straight and want to buy a gay site. So what you like plays a part. What's your budget? This is something you need to establish at the very beginning. Not only do you need to know what it is you're working with, but some classifications of sites are more expensive than others. For instance, if you want a cam site with any traffic or revenue at all, you're going to need a lot of money. In fact, to buy any established site will be somewhat expensive. If you buy a site that's pretty much just a platform without traffic or sales, you're going to need a huge investment to build it up. In that case, it might actually be as good or better just to start your own site. That way you get exactly what it is you're looking for. We'll talk more about this subject next week. And next week we'll be speaking with porn actress Lily Craven. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Julia Epiphany. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman. <laughs>